Hello and welcome to this message from the river. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. You say come to the I'm so glad to be with you today on Father's Day and get to just share some things that I've been wanting to share for a long time and I've just been waiting for this day and uh, excited about sharing those thoughts with you. I want to begin a new series called Fight. Turn to your neighbor and say fight. All right, you got to be ready to fight. We are in a fight today, amen? And a lot of you have uh, have faced battles and and obstacles and challenges along the way, and you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say, I've been in a fight. I've been in a fight before. I've been in a lot of fights before. Spiritual fights. Fights where I didn't know what was going to turn out, but I knew that God was with me, and if I kept swinging, God would bring me out on the other side. Amen? Anybody in a fight today? I believe there's probably a lot of us that are. And so I want to talk to you today about that. Uh, for our series text, I want to read to you from 1 Timothy 6.11. And this is going to be the, uh, the text for the series as I preach to you kind of out of this topic and idea. It says, but, it says this, But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I like that verse, don't you? It says, oh you, man of God. You are a man of God, men in the house today. You men are men of God in the house today. Now, your circumstances, your attitude, your actions may not necessarily line up with that word this morning. But I've come to declare in this house today that you are a man of God according to God's word spoken over your life. And as you grow and align yourself with that, that will become a reality to each and every one of you. I believe God wants to raise some men up in the house today. I believe God wants to stir a fight in some men today. Men that will stand in the place of authority. Stand in the place that God designed and designated for them to stand in. And take their rightful place of leadership and declare, I am a man of God and I will lead my household, I will lead my family, and I will lead my church, and I will lead in the kingdom of God. Amen. I'm going to get you there this morning. As I was praying and I was just preparing this, this I, I just felt impressed to do something this morning. And I just want every man in the house to stand up. A, a teenage man, whatever. I want you to stand up. If you are a male in this house, please stand to your feet. Because I want to declare of you as the, the authority in this church... God has placed me here as the the spiritual authority over this house. And I believe with that comes an investment of an anointing that I can transfer on to you sometimes. And I believe as I was praying, God just spoke to me. He said, have those men stand up. 
and just speak to them and say to them, you are a man of God today. You are a man of God today. You are the man that God created you to be. You are everything that God wants you to be. And I know that the world will come at you and, the, and, and family will come at you and others will come at you and the devil will come at you and he will tell you everything that you're not. But I come to tell you what God says you are today. And he says that you are a man of God. Now here's what I want you to do. Ladies, I want you to stand up with them. And I want you to turn to somebody. Your son, your husband... Because sometimes we don't just need to hear it from the preacher. We need to have it from our family that says, I believe in you too. I believe you are a man of God. I believe you are called to lead this household. I believe you are supposed to be destined to be more than what you currently are today. So I want you to turn to them and I want you to say, you are a man of God this morning. You are a man of God this morning. Amen. Amen. Now give the Lord a hand clap of praise as we receive that this morning and you can be seated. You are a man of God and don't you let anybody tell you otherwise in the house. Amen? Amen. All right, we're about to get there. I can feel it. I can feel it building in the house today. Hallelujah. One of my favorite movies and every... If you're a true man, you're going to connect with what I'm about to say is the Rocky movies. How? Amen. You just got to say amen when they run the series on TV. I'm just like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. I'm reclaiming my manhood today, God, as I watch Rocky bust through Clubber Lang and Ivan Drogov and all those other suckers that he fights in the ring. I feel like getting up and punching something from, some, from time to time. I told yesterday I was doing my message, listening to Rocky music, and I said, I'm probably going to have to be restrained tomorrow. Somebody's going to have to hold me back. <laughs> the reason we love those movies is because it's about a man with a dream and determination. He's got nothing. He's got nothing but a dream in his hand and in his heart and in his mind. And he's like, I'm going to get what, what I feel has been placed in my heart to do and I'm not going to let anybody stop me. You love him because even when he's getting the dog beat out of him, there ain't no quit in the man. Every time you think, oh, they better throw in the towel because this dude is out. He gets back up and then you hear that awesome music. And man, I'm telling you why. That's when I have to stand up. I can't sit in the chair and watch it. I got to stand up. And if Gabe's anywhere close, he's about to get waylaid. I'm just saying. <laughs> Me and him's about to throw down. Because it's about a man with a dream and determination. And I was just thinking, you know, there's a, there's a great story in the Bible about another man that had a dream and had a great amount of determination, and his name is Joseph. And I want to preach to you a little bit about that as I preach this morning on fire. Would you help me pray? Father, we thank you, Lord, for this, this, this presence of, of yours that we feel in this place today, God. I thank you for men in the house, God. I thank you that there are men of God in the place today, Father, that, that are sensing a divine calling, a sensing a purpose in their life. They're sensing that, God, you have destiny uh, for them and that you have placed it inside of them, Father. And so today, even though we are facing some battles in life, Lord, I want us to have the tenacity to fight through it, knowing that on the other side of our battle is victory, that on the other side of the, of the round, Father, when the bell rings, we get 
to inherit the prize that you created for us, Father. And so if we can just stick with it and keep fighting and not lose our dream or our determination in the process, Father, we can receive the prize that you've laid up for us. Lord, I pray that you open our hearts and minds this morning to receive your word in Jesus' name. Everybody says, Amen. Amen. Genesis 37, verse 5, I want to read to you. Uh, I'm going to actually be covering about five chapters of Scripture, so if you want to turn to Genesis 37, and I'm going to be going through 41, but I'll pull excerpts and tell you the story along the way as we talk about the life of Joseph. It says in verse 5 of chapter 37, Now Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. So he said to them, Please hear this dream which I dreamed. Now, Joseph is this kind of guy that uh, when he starts having dreams at a young age, I mean, it's definitely a divine thing. God is speaking into his life, and God is speaking to him through dreams, and he's just really kind of showing him a picture of his future. And so God is dealing with the man. You can't take that away from him. But I think when I, when I think about Joseph, I kind of sense that he's kind of this raw, unfiltered young man who really doesn't know how to hold back some of the things that he's saying, and, and he just kind of just you know, blows it out on his brothers and, and they don't know how to handle it and, and he's just telling more than he should be telling and he's sharing more than he should be sharing and he's probably doing it in a kind of a cocky, arrogant kind of a look at me, I've got this and you don't and kind of thing. And so he's raw and he's unfiltered. We know from the scripture, if we read that, that his father favored him. He was youngest and his father thought, well, he's my youngest son. You know, I love him and I'm going to build him or I'm going to make him this special coat and he put this coat on him. That didn't help Joseph's cause. Anytime you're favored by, by your parent, your brothers are going to hate that. I know I've been suffering with it all my life. <laughs> Not really. Uh, but here he is. He's kind of just set up to be this annoying little brother. And now God is speaking into his life and God is, God is telling him some things and, and Joseph unwisely just begins to share these things and tell them and, and his brothers just hate him for it. I mean, they're just like, you know, who do you think you are? His dream is that, that he's going to be, you know, he's so uh, bold. He, he comes to his brother and he said, here's the dream God gave me that I'm going to be the ruler. All of you are going to bow down. Your dad's going to bow down to me and everybody's going to bow down to me. Not a wise thing to tell somebody. And so, you know, that stuff needs to be kind of, kind of given out uh, slowly and, and in the right context and in the right situation. But Joseph just tells it. So his brothers just hate him. Verse 5 says, Joseph had a dream. Joseph had a dream. And there's a lot of people in this house today that you've had dreams and you've had visions for your life and you've had some things that you feel like God has spoken to you and in those moments when God is speaking to you, you have no doubts. I don't think Joseph had a doubt that it was God speaking to him and God showing him part of his future. No question about it. We've had those moments where God has given us a dream. God's placed something in our heart. God's told us something that he wants us to do. And, we, and we've embraced that dream in the moment, not questioning that God gave it to us. But over time, when we start telling people, or we start trying to act on that, or we start trying to move forward with that at some level, all these things start coming against us, and we find ourselves forfeiting our dream or laying it aside because nobody wants to buy into my dream with me. That's the great thing about Rocky. 
is that even though he's got opposition, people are telling him he's too slow. He can't do this. He can't do that. He doesn't let anybody stop him and he keeps moving forward. Joseph, his brothers hated him. His brothers didn't want anything to do. They didn't want to hear about his dream. But he kept moving forward. Here's what I want you to hear this morning. Is that Joseph had a dream. He felt like he was meant for more than what his surroundings and environment offered him. He felt like there was something more inside of me than what my surroundings and what the people around me and what my circumstances are saying that that I can accomplish. I'm telling you, he's saying, I'm telling you guys, someday God's going to use me greatly. Someday I'm going to be in a place of leadership. Someday God's going to use me to change this world that I know and nobody wants to hear it, but he believes that there's something more inside of him. My first point that I want you to hear this morning is that you have to know what you're worth. You have to know what you're worth. You, you have to know what you're worth. You have to know that. You can't depend on somebody else to tell you your worth. You can't depend on somebody else to give you your value. You can't depend on someone else to finally buy into your dream and want to hear what you have to say. You have to believe that God has called you, destined you, placed inside you something that's valuable and that you're going to go get it no matter what. You've got to know your worth. You've got to know your worth. What are you worth this morning? What is your value? What has God said about you? Joseph knew that he was worth more than the opportunities around him offered him. And here's something that you have to understand is that you and God are the only ones that know what you're worth. You and God are the only ones that know what you're worth. And I say that to you today because this is the the absolute truth that if you're waiting for someone else to discover that for you, or to give that to you, you're always going to find yourself lacking and not truly living up to what God has placed in your heart to be and do. you got to know. And it takes self-discovery. It takes seeking God. It takes putting yourself on your knees before Him and believing that He has called you. He has placed in you something. Don't let anyone else tell you what you're worth. Don't let anyone else tell you. Sometimes people will try to tell you good things. And they'll try to to promote you toward a good end. But then there's also the other people in life that will try to tell you what you're worth and it's nothing compared to what God says. They'll try to tell you you're not good, that you're worthless, that you can't do it, that you're inept, that you're unable, that you're ill-equipped. But God is the one that defines that. I've come across a great story about Sylvester Stallone that I want to read to you uh, about um, his life before he, uh, he started it with the Rocky films. It says, He was born paralyzed in the lower left part of his face, causing him to have slurred speech, which is detrimental to an acting career. When he came to New York to be an actor, nobody, nobody wanted to hire him. At one point, he went three weeks sleeping at the New Jersey bus terminal because he was broke. Things got so bad that he had to sell his loyal companion, his dog, to a stranger for $25. It was his lowest point. Then one day, he got an idea for a screenplay 
while watching Muhammad Ali box. And in three days, he wrote the script for Rocky. Three days. Eventually, now listen, this is so good. He found producers who offered him, mind you, a man so broke he sold his dog, $125,000 for the movie, but this was a, well, there was a catch. He couldn't act in the movie, so he walked away. He was broke, but he had a dream to be an actor. Weeks later, they come back to him, and they offered him $325,000, but he still could not act in the play, and he still said no. Eventually, they let him act in the movie, but only paid him $35,000. When it was all said and done, the Rocky film made $200 million. Don't let anybody tell you what you're worth. Don't let anybody tell you what you're worth. You're the only one that knows what you're worth. Watch this.
Amen. What a great, what a great clip from a movie. Verse 6, Joseph is, and you can hear the heart of Joseph in what he's saying here when he says to them, please hear this dream which I've dreamed. He's saying to his brothers, look, God's given me a dream and I want you to hear it. I want you to hear it. I want you to hear what God is wanting to do in my life. Can I just speak to the women in this place today and and to the sons and daughters in this place on behalf of dads and say, please hear the dream. Please hear the dream. On the other side, men, we have to be willing to hear the dream that God has placed in our spouses as well. And can I just say that sometimes that's very difficult to do. Why? Because we're so fighting for our own that I can't even deal with mine, much less hear someone else's. I don't know what was going on with Joseph's brothers. But I know the heart of Joseph in the text when it says, please just hear, will you just hear what God's saying to me? Will you just hear what God's trying to do in me? Will you just just believe in me? That's really what he's saying. Will you just believe that what the scripture is true, that I am a man of God, that I am called to be more, that I am fighting with all that I have to be what God wants me to be? Can we just hear that? His brothers, unfortunately, aren't going to hear his dream. Rather, they're going to spend their efforts and their energy trying to destroy it. If you read on about Joseph and and his story, you'll find that Joseph is thrown into a pit by his brothers. They've had enough of him. So they take him and they throw him into a pit. Uh, A group of uh, Midianites come along and they sell him into slavery and he's taken to Egypt. And they go back and they tell his father he's, he's dead. An animal, wild animal killed him and he's no more. And so we pick up our story in Genesis 39, in verse 1. It says, Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar bought him. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer over his house, and all that he had he put under Joseph's authority. And so it was from that time that he had made him overseer of his house, and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. My first point to you was know what you're worth. And my second is this. If you know what you're worth, go get what you're worth. If you know what you're worth, go get what you're worth. I love the clip here with his son when he's saying, look, you're blaming me for your life's condition and your situation. If you know what you're worth and if you know what your value is, then go get it. And I'm saying to every person in this place, and especially to men on Father's Day, if you know what you're worth today, then go get what you're worth. Don't let anybody stop you from being what God has called you to be. 
Don't let anybody hinder you in your progress. You know what your value is. You know what your, your purpose is. Then go get it and don't let anything stand in your way. Joseph was the kind of guy that understood I may not be, uh, you know, filtered like I should. I may still be a little bit raw, but I know what God spoke to me. I know what God said to me, and I'm not going to let anybody take that away. And everywhere I'm put, and everywhere I'm placed, I'm going to strive to be the leader in that situation. God gave me a vision of being a leader. God gave me a vision of leading people and being authority over a lot of things. Then I'm going to rise to what that situation allows me to rise to. He's a slave in Potiphar's house. But he doesn't let that dictate terms. He doesn't let that decide his fate. He says, I may be a slave, but I'm going to be the top slave. I may be be, uh, owned by this man, but I'm going to work and I'm going to be the best I can be. I'm going to let God bless me in my life and I'm going to make this man recognize what he has in me and I'm going to find a way for him to feel the value of my life that I know exists in me. And that's exactly what he did. I love the story that I read to you because he knew what he was worth. Sylvester Stallone knew what he was worth. He knew he was was supposed to be an actor. He's not going to let anybody buy him out on that. We got too many people in the world today that have become sellouts. And the first person that comes along that offers you anything of value whatsoever, you just throw away who you really are and you buy into whatever they're selling. But I know my value is determined by my king. My value is determined by my king. And he says what I am. He says what I'm worth. And I'm not going to shortchange that by taking something less than God's best for my life. Joseph knew he was special. And he was not going to be cheapened by an experience that said otherwise. I might currently be a slave, but I'm not going to always be a slave. And today and determine, today I'm going to determine to act contrary to my circumstance and act in alignment with my dream and vision for my life. Listen to me this morning when I tell you this. Successful people are those who are willing to engage in a relentless pursuit to align their lives with the vision of their lives. People that fail to live up to that vision are people that have done the exact exact opposite. They allow their vision to be aligned with their circumstances surrounding their lives and they say, this is all I can do. Vision and dreams have to lead. And circumstances and actions must align with those. If you do it the other way, you'll always be cheapening your dream. Because circumstances will always act as a lid on your achievements and what God has destined you to be. Refuse to let the lid shut on your life. If you know what you're worth, go get what you're worth. I'm going to give you just a couple of things here real quick before I close. First of all, you can't let fear dictate terms for you. Do not let fear Dictate terms for you. I love Adrian. Yo, Adrian, right? We love her. She's a good gal. But if Rocky listened to her every time she had a valid fear, 
we would have never been blessed with the Rocky II beyond. It's true. Because he, she never wanted him to fight. Please don't get back in the ring. Mr. T's going to knock you out. That Russian will kill you. Don't get in. They're valid fears. But if we listen to our fears all the time, if we let other people's fears dictate terms for our lives, we will never accomplish what God has called us to do. We have to act in opposition to fear. We have to do what we have to do regardless of the fears that are valid or otherwise in our lives. We, we, we are not blessed with this ability, but, but it would be nice to see what life would be like if we made certain decisions or hadn't chosen not to move based on certain fears that happened. We have that privilege kind of in the Rocky movies because here's the fact. If, if we lived based on fear, we would have never had two, three, four, five, and six. But two, three, four, five, and six show us a picture of a life that chose not to act based on fear. And so we had great victories and triumphs and challenges and today he's still the people's champion. Amen. They should have never took that statue down. (laughs) You can't let fear dictate terms. And you sure can't let others' fears dictate terms. Sometimes you just have to say, yo, Adrian, I got this. I got this. I understand your fears. They're real. I get it. If I take a shot to the head, it may be the end for me. But I've got to do this. He says a great line in one of the movies, and it is this, fighters fight. Fighters fight. I can't sit on the sidelines. I can't coach. I can't be a training. I can't dump spit buckets in a, in a gym somewhere. I've got to fight because fighters fight. You're fighters. You're fighters. And fighters fight. So if you know what you're worth, go get what you're worth. Another thing that we have to do is we can't listen to chatter. There's a lot of chatter surrounding your life. There's a lot of talk surrounding your life. Some of it comes from people you know. Some of it comes from people you don't really know. And some of it just comes straight from the enemy. And it's in your head... It's surrounding you. It's in your circumstances, yelling at you, saying you can't live up to what you're supposed to do. People will fill your head with fears and inadequacies if you let them. The enemy will fill your head with fears and inadequacies if you let him. But all that matters is what God says about me. And he says, I am a man of God and I can fight to the end. That there is a crown waiting for me and that if I'll pursue and persist, that he will award me with that crown someday. Another great line from the clip says, don't let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. Don't let anybody... Stick a finger in your face and tell you you don't measure up. Don't let the enemy come before you and stick a finger in your face and tell you you're not valuable, you don't matter, you don't have a purpose, God doesn't have a plan for you, you're never going to be able to accomplish. Don't let him do that. 
Joseph's brothers said he's no good. They stuck a finger in his face and said, we're getting you out of our faces. We don't want to hear what you have to say. But Joseph refused to believe it. I may be down, but I'm not out. I love the scripture. It says, I'm pressed but not crushed. I'm persecuted, but I'm not abandoned. I may be struck down, but I am not destroyed. There's coming a day when the sun will rise and I'm rising with it. And I'm going to fight to the end. If you know what you're worth, go get what you're worth. We find that Joseph is now serving well in Potiphar's house. Things are going well for him. He's finally starting to get ahead and starting to really make some strides toward a good life. And next week I'm going to pick up his story and I'm going to share with you some more about the challenges he's, he's facing as we continue our series next week on fight. Would you stand with me across this place? If you'll come back to the keyboard this morning. You were in a fight today. Many of you have been facing battles and you have been fighting with everything that you've got. You've thought about throwing in the towel. You've thought about quitting. You've thought about cheapening your dream in the process. Because the cost feels too high for you. I'm challenging you today that the bell, the bell will ring. The bell will ring. You'll have an opportunity to catch your breath. You'll have the opportunity for the greatest coach in the world to stand in your ear and tell you, you've got this. You can do this. It's not over yet. You've still got something left every head bowed and every eye closed across this place if our prayer team would come if you're here this morning and you're in a fight let one of these fight with you today let one of these prayer people join with you in agreement and let them fight with you today as you find strength and encouragement to step back into that ring and finish and finish the fight. God has equipped you. God has called you. God has destined you. And God will help you today if you'll let Him. If you're here and you say, Pastor, I can relate to Joseph. I've had dreams. And I've allowed my circumstances to put a lid on my dreams and keep me from achieving them. But today I want to lift that lid off. I want my dreams to be free to fly and I want my circumstances to begin to align with them. God's placed a vision in me and I'm not cheapening it today. If either one of those altar calls are for you, I want you to step out of your seat and make your way to the front this morning and let one of these pray with you. Thank you for stepping forward. There's others. There's men in this house today. Men... Walk according to the word that's spoken over you today. We declare that you are a man of God. A man of God requires you to walk in courage and strength, to take steps of faith, to be willing to say, God, I want more, and I'm willing to be more. I'm willing to be more for you. If, you're, if I'm dealing with you today, if God's dealing with you, Please step out of your seat and find one of these to pray with you this morning. Would you come?
Man, if you say, I just need God to help me. I need to be better in some areas of my life. I need to be stronger in some areas of my life. I'm finding myself growing weaker and struggling from time to time. I need God's encouragement and strength today. Would you come? Step out. Step out. I see, I see burdened men in the house. I see people with heavy weights upon their shoulders. And the word of the Lord said this morning, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Won't you let the Lord carry the burden with you today? Step out of your seat. Come on. Come on. Come on. Dad, trying to be the best dad you can be. Get some help from the Lord this morning. Husband, trying to be the best husband you can be. Get some help from the Lord this morning. Young man, trying to become what God has called you to be, get some help this morning. Would you step out? If you're here with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you don't know the Lord as your Savior and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I want to invite you to come and let me, let me personally pray for you this morning and just invite the presence of God to fill your life. He wants to change you. He wants to be a part of your life and a relationship with you. If you're, not, if you're here and you don't have a relationship with God, you've lost out with Jesus at some point perhaps in your life, or maybe you've never had that relationship, would you come? Would you come and let me pray with you today? Ladies, for the ladies in the house today, if you're here and you say, I want to be the support that I need to be to my husband, to my young sons, two other men in my life that my dad, my brothers, and you say, I just don't know how to be that person that hears their dream and helps facilitate that dream. Would you come? Would you come? Let God help you with that. Amen. We hope you have enjoyed and been encouraged by this message. We'd love for you to join us at the river on Sunday mornings at 9.45 for Sunday school and at 10.30 for morning worship. We also provide our midweek service for all ages on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you would like to support the various ministries at the river, please go to our giving tab. We'd love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street, Burkrenet, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us at the Till I found myself face down on your shore. You say, come to the river.